0: Welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the best owner your dog could ever wish for, unlock real life results and achieve that relationship that you know is possible with your dog.
1: Now, we have been asked this question time and time again. We know it's a struggle. It's particularly been a struggle throughout this lockdown Mm -hmm. period that some people might have been through uh, in different countries, I think all over the world, really, at some point. Actually, what do we do with a shy dog, a shy Mm -hmm. puppy, a puppy who maybe hasn't seen all the things that uh, an owner might have heard they would have seen yeah. or actually a dog who's just generally worried.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I guess the first thing that we should tackle is the, you know, with the, the recent lockdowns and the limitations on how much exposure we can give to, to young dogs potentially. Um, is that the end of the world? Is that such a bad thing? Or is it potentially not? And you can probably tell by the way that I've started answering that, that maybe it's not as bad as we think it is. There's, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about how, um, you know, how much of an impact that is going to have, and certainly it is going to have an impact. But what we've, you know, what we're really passionate about, and we, this is kind of more of a game changer perspective than a traditional perspective, is that actually the absence of a bad experience is way more important, than good experiences and so and
1: we talk to owners about this all the time owners where they're desperately worried that they haven't yeah. been able to show their, their puppy that's that's been bought through the pandemic or through the lockdown mm-hmm. period and they haven't been able to show them all the things they hope to show them they haven't yeah. been able to take them to all the places they hope to take them and actually now they're really worried so they're trying to throw them in all different situations yeah. our biggest biggest thing right now is stop yeah. take a step back you know what Rome wasn't built in a day let's mm-hmm. have a sort of take, take stock rethink Think about it. Yeah. And actually, um, there's a lot we can do that doesn't need them to be thrown in at the deep end. Exactly.
0: And really, the the key to having a puppy who is cool, calm, and collected with the world, thinks that the world is great, is actually quality over quantity. It's about having controlled good experiences, but not exposing them to the point where they're gonna have a bad one, right? If you you know if you expose your dog to 10 good experiences, it, it, specific experiences—that's far more useful than say twenty experiences where maybe eighteen were good and two were bad. Thinking, Those bad ones—they—they they, they hold some weight.
1: Well, I'm thinking we could maybe take little magma because mm. magma is a beautiful youngster. Um, she's Tom's party yep. poodle. She is the most stunning girl. and um, yep. And actually, um, we've seen her throughout her whole sort of. Um, she she's she's been a puppy during this period. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she has. Um definitely 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 um experienced some some great things she's
0: actually not known life outside of lockdowns so
1: So should should we run through her mate why don't we use her as a bit of a case study on this because i think it's a great way of um looking through exactly how how you've done it Mm -hmm. and how we see it and even how we filmed with within this and 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 kind of how it looks for her.
0: yeah absolutely and so um magma definitely has not experienced normal life a kind of pre-lockdown life um and um, and yet the interesting thing is is that that's not really affected her because what what she's been doing is she's absolutely you know seen people at a distance and she's she's met people in those brief periods of where where you know we could mix in the UK. Um, but the key is that it's not about we, first things first when it comes to people it's not about interacting with people that creates a good, a good emotional response is actually just being in the presence of people, seeing people, positive outcomes happening in the form of me delivering some of her daily food allowance and her thinking that people are a non-event.
1: And people are around. She's having a great experience, but she's not having to interact directly with them. And I think this Mm. is a a massive game changer for so many people. I think the thought of actually, I see people, I don't need to do anything. They're a non-event. And actually, I just get to hang out with my owner. Now, how cool would that be for your off-leash freedom, for example? Mm. Or how cool would that be for having the most amazing recall, for example? Or how cool would that be in terms of distractions? Like, you know what? This is like absolute gold dust to have a yeah. dog that really thinks good things and yet doesn't need to go off and visit every one of them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, you know, then we think about dogs as the next part of this little case study that we're talking about. And the interesting thing is, and uh, I mean, I mean this in the nice way. I, I mean this in the kindest way from a very you know loving place. It is very arrogant of us as humans to think that we can train a dog how to interact with its own kind, how to communicate with its own species. The reality is that actually dogs are born knowing how to interact with their own species, just as we know how to interact when we go to a party.
1: Well, the difference some of us, is, some of this us do. is the thing.
0: <laughs> the difference is, is that some of us have the skills to be able to implement what we know and others among us do not. And so, exactly you know, you can that. take two people going to the same party and you ask them before they go, how should you interact? And they'll say, oh, you know, I shake people's hands or maybe not anymore. Or I, I, uh, um, I run
1: up and give them a hug and a kiss. I, but again, <laughs> maybe not anymore.
0: I, I, um, I, you know, have a conversation starter. I engage them in conversation and then I move on to the next I person. I pour them and so, a drink or... Yeah, I offer them a drink. And you'd know all these things that you that you could and and should do. And yet then you follow if we follow those two people at the party, probably there'll be one that will be stood in a corner, very, very petrified and won't speak to anyone. And there'll probably be another one dancing on the table. And so the point is, is that our skills allow us to implement our communication with our own species and so Magma was born knowing how to interact with her own species Um, and the reality is that she actually didn't interact she didn't really meet another dog um, until I mean it was a a few months ago now so yeah uh, a long time she must have been about six months seven months old
1: if we consider that um, so many people think that when a dog meets another dog they have to have met lots of other dogs Mm. actually if we just consider that dogs are novelty Mm. and if we just consider that what she needs to be cool with is novelty
0: yeah and what and what she needs is that like combination of being optimistic and confident Confident. being cool calm and collected and being able to disengage so not getting kind of overly engaged and unable to pull herself away if we had
1: that as a recipe for success ability to disengage ability absolutely to be cool calm collected Mm -hmm. confidence and optimism in the bucket loads you know what you're going to be in quite a good space. Yeah.
0: And in fact, what she did a few months ago is we encountered a dog on a walk. She met a dog. She was off lead and, um, and the other dog was off lead. And it kind of took us a bit by surprise, as it always does when other dogs kind of dash up to dash up to yours. Um, but the difference is, is that she was fully prepared, not because of repeated exposure to other dogs, but because she'd been taught calmness confidence and optimism and disengagement through games, the games that we play at home, the games that many of you listening will be thinking, oh yeah, I can think of, you know, a few games that help those things. You play those in your living room, you play them in your garden, you, you know, you play them on your walks, uh, on lead. And what you do is you create a dog that can then implement what they know, implement how they know to interact with other dogs. And so whether we, you know, we've covered people and we've covered other dogs and yet what, I hope you realize it and what we what we hope you get from this is that it's not about exposure and socializing it's about skills concepts, the, you know, the strengths that we build at home, and then they have the confidence and the ability to implement in the situation. Now,
1: if we consider, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I remember having those conversations where you need to get out and you need to see a hundred people. Mm. You need to see all the people with the masks. Well, no, that would be now. And yeah, um, you yeah. need to see all the people with the, uh, with the, the, the hats Beards, and the coats and the
0: backpacks. The wizard. Wizard's hat.
1: You know what? You need to go and see those things. How do we counteract that? Or how do we, what do we say to that when people say, no, no, it's because you haven't shown him a man in a yellow jacket. It's because you haven't taken him in a tunnel like this before. How do we counteract that? Or what do we say? What's our comeback?
0: What we, what really, what you're working on there, the reason why that, that can sometimes work and, and, you know, it can sometimes go wrong. Many of you would have experienced um, it going wrong and you, you know, we, we dedicated an entire episode of the podcast to socialization and this concept of socialization and if you haven't listened to that one check it out because it's a really good one and but what we're what we what we need to do is prepare our dogs for novelty because we can't know what is around the corner and actually the best kind of novelty is probably the novelty that we have some control over. And so, if we start adding other human beings to the picture, or if we start adding other people's dogs to the picture, you're really increasing the chances of things going wrong because you can't train your dog and somebody else's dog at the same time, and you can't rely on them training their dog. And equally, you can't rely on people doing as as they're told. You know, we've we've all experienced those situations where we've asked somebody to give us space, and they've been like, no. I I'm good with dogs. Dogs love me. and next I love thing, dogs. Dogs they're love me. Launching and they're themselves. Wishing
1: themselves in. <laughs> now, the thing is, Tom's just sort of dropped in the idea that we play sort of games that might help with novelty or games that might help with optimism and confidence. Mm. All of these games, so many games in the training academy, so many games in Sexy Than a Squirrel, yeah. so many and games and out there.
0: And if you're not sure where to start, we've actually put together a, a getting started yeah. booklet for you that you can download at absolutedogs.me forward slash start. That's dogs. Dot me forward slash S T A R T for start, um, and um, and you'll be able to download that one there.
1: Now, I'm thinking of games like Cardboard Chaos, Knock mm. 'em Over, um, definitely, definitely, definitely some Novelty Party, yeah, noise definitely box. some Noise Box, um, it's definitely some DMT. That's yeah. going to be really, really good. Now, we've got so many games for this. I'm just going to take one. I'm going to take Cardboard Chaos. Mm. And what I'm going to say is, let's, uh, you know what, it's such an easy thing to do go yeah. shopping, get cardboard. Uh, cardboard seems to come through the door at on a daily basis um, and for me recycling is almost creating a bit of cardboard chaos putting mm-hmm. all those cardboard boxes together sometimes making them quite big quite small yeah. little corners mix up the picture they can change um, what they see from mm-hmm. different views sometimes a box that's so big your dog can't see you around the other side so it mm-hmm. helps to um, encourage independence mm-hmm. you know what there's so many things you can do that and all you're going to do is scatter some of your dog's daily intake around that cardboard your dog's going to have an amazing time finding their food and at the same time growing optimism and building mm-hmm. optimism and really Yes. <laughs> For me, when I watch our dogs do this, it's kind of like an easy ride. Like yeah. it's a really easy ride. It's like an easy training session. You don't need to do a lot. It's more like let them, let them learn.
0: Yeah, yeah, let them. You know, let them explore the world, but it's in a very controlled way. And if you can get your dog to be comfortable with, not even be comfortable, think that novelty is great. You know, no matter what the what the person's doing in the distance, no matter what the dog is doing, running up to 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 them, no matter what noise, the quirky it's, noise, it's just like you've got hear, this. You've got this. It doesn't, this. doesn't matter. <laughs> Not to squirrel over. Um, it doesn't matter not on the car or anything it was, they, it was just it, a, there was a, a toy squirrel a, on a the toy. table for all of you listening. um you know what they they're prepared and I'll, i i know many of you would have heard this story before of um i went to a country country show in devon where you know devon we have cows we have sheep every we have, now and
1: again we might have a llama
0: yeah we have dogs alpaca. the odd alpaca right um and um and i was walking around and I had lava with me and I think this all I, I think um and um they were both quite young dogs at the time really and heard dogs barking 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 around the corner and I'm thinking oh maybe there's a loose dog it's fine we're prepared for that maybe there's a funky looking cow it's fine we're prepared for that I walked around the corner and there was a massive camel. Not now, just
1: a little one, a big one.
0: I'll be honest, I hadn't done the, you know, the checkbox on socialise with camels on my socialisation checklist that I'd ripped up many years ago anyway. Um, but the you point all have is... you've seen one,
1: those, those socialisation checklists that really shouldn't exist anymore and they're sat in the vets and they give you them yeah. out at puppy parties and... Um, it's just not something that, that we feel is, is, is needed. There's, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a, there's a game for that yeah. or many games. So Tom, what happened next?
0: What happened next is that all these dogs were, were kicking off and barking, probably, you know, heavily socialized. They, they were, they were at a country fair, for goodness sake. They were probably very socialized. Um, and, um, and Lava and Thistle were like, Oh. A a cow with two humps. Novel. Novel. We love it. We love it. And we just carried on and they saw it as a non-event. They didn't want to interact with the camel. They were not scared of the camel. They were just like, oh... It's, you know, it's a, it, life's a novelty party, right? And we're going through it together. And this is what we need to create. And you create that at home. So, you know, going back to shy, nervous puppies. Yeah, absolutely. Because of, you know, maybe not being able to, um, get, get out and about and they've not been exposed to as much novelty because, Because of simply not being, not really leaving the house all that much. We are going to have puppies that are a little bit more maybe worried or cautious or, or nervous about the world. But. What we can do is we can counteract all of that by teaching them novelty is great at home. And so whether it's the game that Lauren talked you through of cardboard chaos, whether it is, you know, just getting the the kids toys out of the loft and bringing them down into the middle of the room and throwing some daily food allowance around so that your, your, your puppy can experience that, whether it's um, finding, I don't know, 10 different surfaces from a baking tray to bubble wrap to a rolled up towel and po- popping those in the living room and having your dog interact with them and walk over them. If we can teach them to think novelty's great, then we actually socialise them for everything they could ever encounter, including the stuff you never thought you would encounter, including the camels in life.
1: And the thing is, when we say including the camels in life, you're going to see them. You're mm. going to get them. It might not be a camel. Yeah, it might I can be... bet
0: there's a listener who is like, your cow is my camel where I live. <laughs> but you know what? Whatever is novel to you. <laughs> there's
1: a game for that. <laughs> I think the thing is that we are never going to give our dogs uh, or get our dogs to tick everything off mm. that socialization no. checklist. It's not the way we work. If we grow optimism, we grow disengagement, we grow flexibility, we grow novelty, we grow all of what we are talking to you mm. about. You know what? I think we've got this yeah. and I've seen it time and time again I mean let me let me take you on Tokyo's first walk so mm-hmm. I mean to be honest um he he's only a he, he's a 20 month old dog so mm-hmm. actually he's he's had a great deal of his life um through this period yeah. um and actually he went on his first walk which I know people are going to be shocked at he walks um his first sort of proper his responsibility walk mm-hmm. everything is his responsibility pretty much other than yeah. uh, vehicles and roads like I, I'm out and I let him kind of make his own decisions and and he walks past dogs he walks past people he walks past kites he walks past surfers he did considering weeing on their surfing board uh, mm-hmm, i did mm-hmm. say that was just not appropriate and uh, he you know what it, he didn't we on your surfboard don't worry and um, what i'm saying is that actually um as we're moving through i can see that mm. he's got this now yeah. that is a dog who has grown through playing games that yeah. is a dog who's grown through all of what we do here has certainly never ticked off that tick list no. and i've certainly never thrown him in at the deep end and i remember yet maybe 10 15 years ago people saying things like give 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 someone some food and get Mm. them to feed the dog you would see this dog edging forward pushing back Mm. edging forward pushing back fearful to take the food and at the same time didn't want to lose the food like that freaks me out now when i see it it freaks me out
0: i'm just thinking about when i first got illy and i got her uh, i think she must have been she was between five and seven months old and I remember getting her you know I was a a second or third home and I remember thinking oh my goodness I'm not going to be able to reverse the damage that has been done because she's not been socialized Um, and And, and that
1: that critical window is
0: gone and the reality is that actually that might have been a bit of a savior right that might have been an opportunity for me to say you know what now I can I can be very specific about and, and very controlled about quality not quantity and Teaching her that novelty's good, and actually, she's the most bomb-proof dog now. Like insanely, but dream bomb-proof. And
1: I'm thinking about another point. I suppose being out and about doesn't necessarily help to cure any shyness, and I think that's like a common myth. Get them out, show them it. And yet, I'll be honest again with Tokyo, I haven't put him out there and haven't shown him everything because actually Mm. uh, it's such a common myth. Put them out Mm. there, make them see it, get them underneath it, get them around it.
0: The environment we have little control over often. And really, we want you to think about the environment as the test. And build it lots, test it little is what we need to be doing. We need to be, you know, shaping our dog's brain and then so that they are ready for that environment. The environment's not the training. Actually, the training happens the the, the is the game is the game playing at home.
1: Now you're basically your dog's successful coordinator, creator of exactly what this pathway is. And for every dog, it's gonna look different. Mm-hmm. Um and for every dog it's gonna change, and there are gonna be periods where you need to adapt it, you need to yeah. adjust it. It. i'm just thinking of two seven month old pups i'm working with at the moment both of them in the last couple of weeks um but with different owners and are um, both border collies and both of them have had like what i would call a blip mm-hmm. and the first answer to both owners is recoil yeah do not overface them do not keep putting them in there effectively they've gone through a shy period and yeah. when i say a blip just spooky barking at things mm. um and what i've said is bring them back, don't keep mm. exposing them. And yet one owner keeps pushing to put them back in the situation. I need to make him see a black dog. I must get him mm. back to that black dog situation. He didn't like the Labrador last time. I think in a minute he's not going to like any Labrador yeah. or any dog because if, she keeps pushing him into exactly. that space.
0: And if he wasn't skilled enough to have that conversation well at the time, and we've not taught him any skills in the it's meantime, he's not going to get any better. He's still going to go to that party and either you know, tremble in the corner or be dancing on the table. In fact,
1: it's probably, let's be honest, Tom, it's probably going to get worse Mm. because he's going to be thrown into that situation multiple times without the skills to be able to handle it, which actually only serves to rehearse him feeling very shy and worried. Yeah.
0: So in summary, guys, there's a game for that. Socialisation is not the game. And therefore, what we need to do is actually feel quite empowered and quite excited about the fact that, you know, lockdown or no lockdown, this is not An setting us back. Opportunity
1: to grow you, to grow your dog, to grow your learning. Now, one thing I really want you, you well, all of you to do is to share this. Yeah. There are so many people with new dogs through this period. There are so many people with new pets through this period. Please, can you share this podcast? I want you to share it with anybody who might... Might have had a, a dog in the last year and a half yeah. because actually this will have had some layer of effect yeah. on them and, and also owners who have dogs who actually just haven't been able to go out and are feeling a little bit guilty mm. about it so actually yeah. it's something that i think that we could share
0: and i'd go a step further there and i'd say that oh actually, you always have to get one more don't you so <laughs> i'd actually way. say that there's on this topic especially of pandemic puppies and whatever else there's a lot of scaremongering going on and there's not much empowering thought or empowering, future. You know, empowering thought. future or, you know, practical what to do about it. And so, guys, let's counteract the scaremongering. Let's share this far and wide and let's tell people, let's scream to people, there's a game for that. A and game this, is for not, that. this is not the end. They, this is not their fate, right? So with that, guys, share it. Let's overpower the naysayers. And that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. And remember, stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge?
1: It's a 25 day online video program. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part.
0: The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.